Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Determined Mom Show. I am here with Anna DeSalvo, and she is a life productivity coach. So welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to have you here because you are going to be sharing with us how to get ish done and <laughs> and sharing the three pillars of time management, which we all so desperately need in order to get our lives in order and everything kind of running smoothly. So I'm super excited you're here. Yeah, time management. I'm just so passionate about time management because it allows us to have the space the time to not feel like we're frantic all the time. And I think for me, that's really why I started the whole journey in the first place. Like, how do I do all the things and still show up to be all the things? Yeah. That makes sense. It does. And you're talking to a group of moms, so it yeah. makes a hundred percent sense. <laughs> if it was like anybody else, they'd be like, mm, I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do all the things and be all the things. Yep. Uh, and you know, over time, as we, as we build our businesses, I think that's what our, many of our goals are, isn't it? To, yeah. to be able to do all the things and be all the things, be a mom, be accomplished, and then have kind of a balanced life. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So let's get started by learning a little bit more about you and how you got started in being able to transition to working from home as a productivity coach. Sure. So it was many years in the making. Um, Several years ago, I just remember laying on the couch, just being completely overwhelmed, um, exhausted, the laundry's piled up, my to-do list running in the back of my mind, and my daughter walks up to me and asks me what's for dinner. And I kind of lost it, if you want to be honest. It was not one of my like shining moments in motherhood. It was kind of one of those moments where I'm like, you know what, something needs to change. I had been an elementary teacher, a teacher over the course of my career, and it had led me to working many, many hours. Um, You know, there's lots of jokes uh, about how much teachers work and the burnout, but it's so real. Um, I was working 60 plus hours a week. Um, I was away from home all the time and I was bringing work home all the time. And so it was kind of at that point where I started thinking, okay, there has to be something better than this. And I started thinking, how can I use my skills in a different way? Right. And I mean, I'm educated. I have a master's degree and I have a a bachelor's degree in business. And so I started thinking about all the things I'd experienced over my life and I have kind of a unique path in motherhood and how can I utilize that to help? So over the course of several years, my business transitioned from, I was a coach for introverted teacher moms. I was, uh, you know, a coach for preschool teachers, teaching them how to open their own business um, because I had built several businesses over the course of my life within other people's education models. And then finally, uh, in this whole moment where I had that turning point, uh, I had invested in a coach and programs and I was like learning about time management and productivity and efficiency. And I was like, slowly creating space in my life. And, you know, eventually that led me to think, oh, I can totally help other people. I'm killing it at this. Like I could totally help other people with this. And so, you know, time management is what I do, but I really am passionate about helping women kind of create the space so that they can start moving towards that life that they really want. And it's been several years in the making that I'm finally kind of transitioning out of teaching and into my work from home life. That's awesome. So I have a question for you about that. When you had the moment on the couch with your daughter, 
Was that before or after you hired your coach? It was before I hired my coach. And I really believe, I think for any kind of motivation to change, we sort of have to have this rock bottom moment. And that, and I've had many of those over the course of my life. So I think maybe if we all look back on our lives, we can think about when we were fed up with something is when we actually moved us to make a change in our life. And so, yeah, it was, it was after that moment that I decided that I started kind of just looking around like, what is possible? And I found a program that spoke to my overwhelm, spoke to my balance um, issues, work-life balance, and had a story that really resonated with me about missing out on so many things in your kids' lives because you had to work, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, admire the fact that you were a teacher and that you did all of those things for the kids. Cause I know there's like the heart of a teacher is different than the heart of, I think anyone else, because you have to have a specific heart and a specific mentality and all of these things in order to do that and to give those kids all of you. And I really, truly appreciate that. And thank you for doing that for the little kids. Yeah. And, you know, being a teacher, I think it's one of those things that I'm always going to be, you know, even now in my practice, that is what I ultimately do because my heart isn't for people, empowering people, kids or adults Mm -hmm. to understand that they have everything within them. And, and it's really about bringing, learning some tools and how to make them work in your life. And you do that in education and you do that in your coaching practice. So either way, it's kind of, I still get to use the same skills. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about how to get stuff done. <laughs> how do we do yeah. it? How do we do it? Um, one of the things I always like to ask people when we first start out in a time management journey is like, what do you, what would you do with an extra hour a day? And because I think before we even start to create the time, we all crave it. I think many, it's one of the top things that many people um, talk to me about. Oh, I need better time management. And I was just like to find out why, you know, what do you, what do you want to do at that time? And for most women, what they say is they'd like to read or work out or meditate, uh, do something for themselves that's outside. But I think there's a deeper meaning to that is that they would like to be able to do those things without guilt Mm -hmm. and not being able to get everything else done. Um, Practically speaking, there's just so many things to do in a day, you know, to run a house. And so when we start talking about time management, we have to understand why we want them more time so that we can kind of get excited about it, you know, like, okay, what am I going to do with this extra time? And then we can start carving out what it really looks like to have more time. Um, for people at the very base level, I like to get people an hour back a day, you know, um, and that hour back, they can do whatever they want with it, you know? Exactly. (laughs) And then from there, um, you know, it, we have to speak to how can we make things more efficient in your life? So I like to say that there's three pillars of time management and productivity, which are know where your time is going, so that you are aware and that you can build, you know, just have some kind of understanding of how, like, where is it even going right now? Because right now I think so many of us, especially at the time that we're talking, we're, many of us are at home and it's like amplified, like everybody needs us. We need to school people and we need to do the laundry and the dishes, so many dishes. Am I right? Uh You know, (laughs) Like, like things are just so amplified, but I, I just did a video about this the other day and that it's, it's really a caricature of the life we had before. We were doing so much already and it's just now that it's amplified and we're in these four walls all together that we're like, woo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next thing is identify and eliminate obstacles because there's, the thing is, is like we tend to get arm grabbed or there's that joke about being moms and not being able to go to the bathroom by yourself, you know? <laughs> and like, it's not go- a joke. 
Yeah, you're like, it's real. <laughs> it is 100% real. <laughs> There's no joking about it. It's real. When my daughter was little, this is a little bit of a side note, but when my daughter was little, like she didn't even know that you closed the bathroom door yeah. when you went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, that's, great. Because that's just what you did is you just yeah. left the room. Um, and, but the, we have to identify what those obstacles are that are keeping you from feeling like you have enough time. Like I always say there are enough hours in the day. We just have to find out where you're spending them. Yeah. And so finding out what is actually arm grabbing you because every time you like get pulled in an opposite direction your attention shifts. And when your attention shifts, you end up having to recalibrate your brain. And that's fine if you're doing things like taking care of the kids and making dinner and, you know, doing all the things. But when you're trying to get something done, it's really, really difficult. And it leads to you being pretty exhausted by the end of the day and losing it on the couch, you know, like yeah, exactly. Over dinner. Uh, yeah. And, and the last thing that kind of goes along with eliminating obstacles is how do you take yourself out of the equation as much as possible? And we like when your kid yells, mom, the first thing we do is like, what's wrong? You know? And like, we want to go and do and take care of it. But there are ways that we can empower others, even from a very young age with our kids, as well as our significant others, or even older kids in the house to take on tasks that really aren't our job, but they end up falling on us. And uh, how do we create an atmosphere in our home that we are not needed for everything all the time because that's really where those obstacles come from. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's basically like delegation, like, okay, you can do the dishes, you can put the laundry in, you can, you know, do all of these things to help. Right. Yeah. And I like to put a little bit of a disclaimer on it because I think sometimes it sounds so simple, like, oh yeah, I'll just delegate that to kid, but this is what happens okay, can you take care of the dishes? Why? Or I have a teenager, um, or I don't want to, or yeah. that's not my job. And so it's really a careful training and a pairing with boundaries and reestablishing norms in the house. It's a process. Yeah. It takes some time. And so I don't want to oversimplify and be like, yes, just delegate it to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because if it was that easy, we'd probably be doing it already. <laughs> yeah. My kids, my daughters have been alternating um, doing the dishes because we don't, I don't use the dishwasher because I feel like it doesn't get the dishes clean. But anyway, so we alternate between them doing the dishes every night. And so even though we've been doing this for like two years, they still whine about it as soon as they find out that it's their turn to do the dishes. It's like an instant whine. So even though we've had that routine for several years now, it's still an issue. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. And there, there's so there's a lot of ways to kind of combat that. Um, I have a pretty strong-willed daughter and over the course of the years, it's just been like creating choice is a huge piece of it. Um, and really it goes by, I have a blog post on my website just about how to create this chore chart that actually people will do because it's been a long process for us and we've learned how to do it in a way that works for even like the most stubborn kid. And so being able to apply that in somebody else's home, I think can be really valuable. But also I want moms to know that like, it's not an overnight thing. And, and there is a certain amount of training that we have to do, but yes. over time with choice and routines and teamwork building in, it actually becomes really great. Like we just had our daughter last night, like tidy up the kitchen for us, like without us even asking. And, yeah. you know, in a time of her life where many parents are like, my kid won't do anything, you know? Yeah. So uh, I feel blessed, but I also know that that was us doing a lot of work up front to get yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. 
And may we all get to that point. <laughs> I think we, we're all capable of getting to that point, but it, it does look at different in everybody else's home. You know, like you said, it's for you, you know, you've had this routine for a very long time and the routine does help because now you don't have to like, why, why, why? Yeah. But, you know, being able to soften it and being able to pull it together as a team is, is kind of, I don't know, it's a fun part of the coaching process, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I do notice like if I give them like, so I'll say, okay, you can either do the dishes right now or you can get a shower or you can eat dinner. Like, cause all those things kind of happen in the same time frame in our house. And I'm like, okay, those are your choices. And then I feel like when I give them those choices and they do, like you said, respond better and like feel empowered or whatever. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Choices huge for all of us. Nobody really likes being told what to do, you know, yeah. which I think is where a lot of the, where time management, a lot of moms that I've worked with, the time management tools feel rigid, you know, because they feel like, well, I don't want to be doing that at that certain time. Or what if my kid comes and pulls me? And so that's kind of where that first pillar comes in is where we knowing where your time is. We really have to know where our time is going in the first place to be able to manage it at all. We waste a lot of time or, you know, we also like, we're so exhausted at the end of the day because of all those arm grabs, or we're trying yeah. to like split our focus that we like sit on our phones and kind of mindlessly scroll. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're intentionally doing it, you want a little time. But what I find for most people is that they're not, you know, they're doing it because they're so exhausted and they really kind of feel guilty about it, which leads to a whole thing as well. So yeah. being able to just kind of be intentional about our time in the beginning really starts with understanding like, where's it going? Like, how did I get to where it's eight o'clock at night? And yeah. um, what did I actually get done today? You know, that yeah. kind of feeling that we all have. So yeah. that I, I kind of say that structure creates flexibility in our lives. And so just really understanding uh, how long certain tasks take, even just doing something like that, you know, routine tasks. How long does it really take to do the dishes? How yeah. long does it really take to cook dinner? You know, just being able to understand those kind of pillars of the day is, just a huge leg up because now you can plan things around them instead of running a meeting right up until dinner time or running a meeting right up until, Oh, I got to go feed the kids. Do I feed the kids? Later? You know, <laughs> those kinds of things <laughs> that yeah. they're feeling right now, especially. And that, that's one of the things like work from home life, like we see it kind of glamorized, but we are seeing it right now with many people or at least during the stay at home time with many people, they're like, Oh, do I really want to be working at home? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just got off a call actually like five minutes ago with another mom. Her company now um, just told her that she's going to work from home forever. And so uh, her husband thankfully owns a business and is able to, you know, kind of direct the kids during the day. But if she didn't have him home um, and he didn't have that flexibility, she would be in a position where, what do I do with my kids now? <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially when you have young ones, it can be really challenging. And there, there are strategies that you can put in place, but your time management will look very different when your kids are young versus when your kids are older. My daughter's older now, so I can leave her for an hour and a half and be like, okay, do your stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, but when she was much younger and, you know, I, like I said, in the very beginning, I've gone through various stages of motherhood where I've been a single parent. I've been um, going to school, working full time and uh, a single parent at the same time. And uh, during that time, it was really challenging, but my time management looked very different than it looked more like task management versus time management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and can you clarify what the difference is between those two? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they are related and they do like power up each other. You know, like if you can use time management and task management together, you're like, you're going to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you, um, especially when you have young kids, task management is just really knowing what your important tasks are of the day. Like what are the things that 
you got to get done or something's going to go sideways. Yeah. And really focusing on those because there's other things that can be pushed other days. They're a little bit more flexible. And um, of course, over the course of working with somebody, the goal is to have enough flexibility in your task. In the beginning, it is harder to distinguish what is the things that have to get done versus the things that maybe are more flexible, but being able to work with somebody helps with that. Whereas time management is really managing like your time and how long things take and being able to move it around in such a way that you're able to get all of your tasks done or just not feel terrible at the end of the day. You know, when I really started my time management, I did, I wanted to be able to work out. I just wanted an hour a day that I could work out. But what I found for me is that it was really more about being able to move things around in such a way where I could um, know how, how long certain tasks take so that I could, you know, have a little bit more time to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And knowing when the kids can be occupied long enough that you can get that done. (laughs) Yeah. And when they're little, sometimes it means working with their daily rhythm, you know, versus yours. But I, I try and steer people away from, okay, well, when the kids go to bed, I'm just going to get all my stuff done because we need our rest too. And so how can we make that work so that your kids can be occupied during a solid chunk of time that you have to work, then we can take a break and do something else. You know, it also works with our natural focus abilities as well. We can't focus for hours at a time. It's yeah. not good for us. So you know, that allows us to be more productive by breaking up our day a little bit more too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So I love all of these three pillars. They're amazing. And I think it will help a lot of moms to be able to kind of guide themselves into that. But um, if they need help um, beyond these, you know, implementing these three pillars of time management, do you offer, um, obviously you offer coaching, but what kind of services do you offer? Sure. Yeah, I have, um, well, I have a free group. And so in my free group, that is really an empowerment community for moms that need a little bit more time, who want to make more time and are ready to kind of empower themselves and motivate themselves to make more time. And I do trainings in there that consist of asking people what they're struggling with right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try and do 15, 20 minute trainings to teach around a specific issue. Some of my past ones have been how to use a time tool in a way that's not rigid, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is a big one. Um, how to goal set without exhaustion, um, especially during a time that's very, you know, unpredictable for many people. And that focuses more on our tasks versus, uh, you know, I want to make a million dollars. Because we know that takes a little bit of time as business owners. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And also just like how to get the, how to just be able to offload some of the tasks. So I built a delegation model that kind of speaks to how do we wean ourselves into delegation. That's actually a free tool that I have on my website. I have several free tools. I have a time journal and that really speaks to that first pillar. Know where our time is going. Like I said, it doesn't always have to be where every minute on paper in the beginning, I do recommend that, but I find what's more practical for people is just to find a way for the tool to work for them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll be like time boxing and then people are like, no, you know, <laughs> they're like yeah. averse to it because they've tried it and they're like, it's too rigid, especially yeah. for moms, because think about how much you have to move around in a day, but structure creates flexibility. That's what I say. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, I'm a huge time blocker. Like every single thing that I do is on my calendar. Yeah. And that's really, I think that it's the most effective way to get the most out of your time. And it might be a really good strategy for some personality types. For some, I find that it's 
just better to block out the key tasks that they have to do a day Mm -hmm. or um, the pillars in their day. Again, another pillar word, but like dinner, lunch, you know, those kinds of things that like are recurring that we have to do every day. Eat. Uh, (laughs) um, And then I provide a lot of stuff on my social media as well, but I think the best, I do one-to-one coaching and, you know, the best way is just like scheduling a session and, and I have a 20 minute session where we just talk about what do you want to do with an extra hour? And, you know, I can let you know if I have tools or if coaching is good for you, or if maybe I have a blog post that might be, you know, or a video that I've already done that I can direct you to that kind of stuff. So I like to provide as much practical tips as possible because like I said, you know, if we can't, if it was that easy, we would just be doing it. And so it's just like, how can we do, what can we do right now today? You know, and what is that one little thing that you could take away today and start doing to get more time or less overwhelm or more balance in your day? Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And so it's just AnnaDeSalvo.com is your website. Yep. So you can find Anna there and I will link to your group and your website in the show notes. Cool. Awesome. So one last question for you. What is your favorite thing about being able to work from home and be there for your kids? I love being able to spontaneously do something with my kids. So like I love being able at you know, my husband's hold away in his Zoom meetings right now because he works from home too, you know. Yeah. And so I love being able at like 345 to be able to be like, let's go get Starbucks, you know, yeah. <laughs> just do something kind of spontaneous and fun together. You know, during the whole lockdown thing, we created a whole list of all these tasks, like learn a TikTok dance and like all of these things that we, that we wanted to do together. And so that's what I like to do yeah. with my daughter is be able to just have those moments of fun and joy and spontaneity that otherwise, you know, if I was at work or at my job all day, I missed out on it. And my daughter just said to me the other day, she's like, you are so much more fun now. I'm like, I was always fun. I just, <laughs> also very busy. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think my kids are are feeling that same way. Like I have a little bit more, I think it's mainly because I don't have to get them on the bus and get them on, you know, do the showering. And I mean, obviously they shower at night, but like doing their hair and doing the, you know, like all of that morning routine, it's just me getting ready now and they get themselves ready and they have an hour to do it. And like, it's nice. And, you know, it, it, during the whole process of a lot of people coming home, I think it's a gift if we can take the opportunity. This is a gift to take an opportunity to enjoy those moments of slowing down and yeah. not be so stressed and not be so busy all the time. And what can we cultivate going forward that continues to, you know, inspire us to do that? Yeah, I agree. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for sharing this amazing information. And um, if you would like to contact Anna, just go ahead and click on her links in the show notes. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was fabulous. Awesome. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Google My Business Master Course. This course will help you get into the top three search results on Google just by learning how to properly manage your Google My Business profile, including optimizing and exactly what you need to be posting every single week. The easiest way to increase your revenue in the Google era is to be in that top three. You'll increase your website visits, your phone calls, and your requests for directions of customers who are actually searching for your business 
at the moment that they need to purchase. So this is such a valuable course and you can access it by clicking the link in the show notes or you can also access it inside of the Online Marketing for Moms membership. 